0: And now, as the dice roll,
1: brought to you today by Fizz Bombs, the energy drink that's blasting through the galaxy. Get your FizzBombs today. Side effects associated with FizzBombs are hyperactivity, nausea, migraines, and death. It is not recommended that you actually consume Fizz bombs.
2: Previously on Cautious Optimism.
1: Anything you could do to help set up the computers would
3: be absolutely phenomenal. i absolutely want to do secret nefarious things to sabotage it. These are fizzbombs.
0: Oh, this is amazing. I love it. What, what is the active ingredient? I don't feel so good.
2: I'm looking for who I need to talk to about getting a certified death certificate.
1: It looks like we jettisoned the body about nine months ago down to the planet. My babies all appear to be healthy and coming online. I am explaining that I am their father. They agree. And they are receiving programming that will enable them to break encryption. I am telling them to disregard that code for now. It looks like they're all identifying as Shippy 1 or 2 or 3. One of them is identified as Franklin? Franklin. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico.
0: Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science.
4: Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but like, I'm famous.
1: A species capable of Santa power. We
4: are going to be the best of friends.
1: Thank you, cautious optimism. Welcome to the station. All right. So uh, the 10 supercomputers were all booting up to the Shipcom operating system. One of them decided to call himself Franklin. The others were all Shipcom, or Shippy 1 through 10. And our Galaginarian uh, friend had begun copying his code over to the 10 supercomputers, and Shipcom was instructing them basically to ignore it.
4: And Franklin wanted to have a
1: baby. And Frank and Franklin wanted a ship so he could have a baby. Baby seven babies. Well for a, for an AI, you know, he had been uh, online for ten seconds or so. That's that's basically like <laughs> a human in their twenties. I guess.
0: <laughs> well so I guess uh Rico and Hank would head back to the ship. Yes. Does
4: anyone else get the okay. idea that this might be a bad idea?
2: I mean, you're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> the short answer is
5: yes. Of course. <laughs> the, okay. the long answer
1: is I'm not quite sure what we're supposed to do about it. Yeah. We're doing our best.
4: Yes. Okay.
1: We're doing our best. That is the cautious optimism motto. It
3: is. <laughs> I we're cautiously it was safe optimistic. To ship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good one, too. All right. So if Hank and Rico no. are heading are heading back to the ship, thanks to the magic of zippy tubes, that won't take very long. And you guys can all reconvene back on the cautious optimism in a few moments. After I a
0: sort few of, moments. I sort of imagine that we arrive on the ship just to find the captain and Kyan leaving for yeah, the we gotta go for their appointment.
2: Yeah, because we're going to go talk to 204187.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: We're like, oh, hey, where are you? Are you? Do you have a dinner date? What's going to We're,
2: we're going to go talk to a coroner oh, about my that's, uncle Peter's corpse. It's
0: not the same as having a dinner
2: date. <laughs> I hope not. Yes. <laughs> oh, but we exciting. should be back shortly.
0: Okay.
4: How is uh, Liliana? Oh, I'm great now. I'm ready for my next
0: can. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to run some tests on the stuff. Is what I'm going to do. If you guys. Our hero at the ship, should I just stay at the ship too or come along the uh, Yes. No, Liliana, that awesome. Liliana, I think you should stay here. I definitely think you should stay here, Liliana. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
4: if you like me that much. Huh? Yeah. Right. I didn't know you cared like that.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
5: See, I always knew we were going to be
4: best buddies. <laughs> I knew what? you liked me. <laughs>
0: Why don't Why don't we go and make some coffee? And she sort of takes Liliana by the shoulders and uh, takes her back to the. Um, are you the
3: Are you sure that's the best idea, Rico? Well, More it got, stimulant.
0: Can't be any worse than anything she's already had.
3: Can't it? Can't it?
0: Uh, oh, I'm fine now. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> See you later, Captain. Have a nice time at TARDIS.
2: Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So as Captain Rory and uh, Dr. Kyan are uh, making their way to the, uh, to Dr. Tuna's office, Dr. Tuna 4187, you see a, a number of billboards uh, that have pictures of very happy-looking, carefree, Galaginarians drinking cans of what look like uh, fizz bombs. Are these
2: billboards in the ground? How do the caterpillar
1: people see the billboards? Well, as you're in the vacuum tube. Oh. The vacuum tube is taking you up to the other place, so you can see just, just all around you there's signs. There's basically advertisements all around you in the tube that are designed for you to see them as you're in transit.
5: It's like the stuff in the headers of the, the subway in New York.
2: Yeah. hmm
1: So eventually you exit the tube in what looks like a very nice, very chic, doctor's office basically there is a reception area and some some comfortable looking chairs that would work for people of all different alien body types she appears to be just looking around the room at the decor and everything an expert in um xeno medicine you know non-gelaginar in medicine all
2: right well I, i knock on the door
1: Okay, Oh, and the, the reception says, hello, how can I help you?
2: Uh, yes, I uh, am here to see Dr. Tuna 4189. 4187, pardon me. <laughs> and uh, we were told to, to come here at this time.
1: Oh, yeah, 4189 is not even out of elementary school yet. Okay, um, they are free. I'm going to go ahead and send you on back. And they indicate with two of their arms to go through a go through a door off to the side.
2: Okay, so
1: we get through. And on the other side of the door is a basically doctor's waiting not waiting room, um, you know, an exam room. There's a bunch of medical in, implement in, implements that Kyan would recognize are to accommodate a variety of different alien biologies and there are a couple of different exam tables again for different body shapes one looks like it would be perfect for humans um and dr tuna 4187 she seems to be reclining she so she's in what is their version of a comfortable chair imagine one of those uh imagine a chair that you would have outside of a pool you know a folding chair like that A lounge chair a lounge chair yeah except they're sitting in it in a way where their head is where our feet would be and their their back end is going up where our head would normally go. Oh. So they're, they're sitting in this chair and they have a, a can of Fizz Bomb next to them. And as you walk in, they say, hello, hello, please, please have a seat. Make yourself comfortable. I got a message from the, uh, the, the morgue that you wanted to talk to me about... Peter Shand, is that right?
2: Yes, yes, he was my uncle, and I am uh, administering his estate, and I just, I wanted to come and and talk to you about what happened to him. I received the death certificate, but I wanted to know if maybe there was more you could tell me.
1: Of course, of course. No, I'm happy to talk to you about your deceased uncle. Um, Do you you happen to have any blue apples?
2: Um, Maybe.
1: (laughs) okay no that's okay don't worry about it. So anyway uh, it looks like your uncle came to me after his the the ship that he was on had exploded. There were a, a number of injured crew members. He none of none of them survived. He was the only one who was so alive when he made it to our our hospital but unfortunately he he perished before we could even before we could even get a statement from him. And uh, his body was covered in severe burns from the explosion. So we we were able to get a DNA match. That It took us a while to find out what his name and everything was. We had to send DNA samples to a number of facilities mm-hmm. before the League of Planets finally responded and that it was, in fact, one of their people. Anyway, all of this to say that yeah he presented with severe burns and internal organ uh damage from the explosion he was pronounced dead minutes after arriving at the hospital and uh yeah we- um
2: out of out of character do you, no no one because you know how I forget things no one has told us that the guild has changed its updated its password have they
0: uh no we haven't had an update to the guild password for a while i think it's Toenail seasonal.
2: or jellyfish? It, I can't
5: it remember. Is, it is toenail. It okay. is, well, right now yes. it's, toenail. it's toenail.
2: Yes. Okay. Um, so I I I act like this is all terrible, you know, sad news. Mm-hmm. Did they did you said that the ship he was on exploded. Did they have a name for that ship?
1: Uh here. Let me let me look through my records. Uh do 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 do. I don't. I don't have any name. I don't know what the ship was. I'm afraid all I all I worked with was was him himself.
2: Hmm. Well, um. And you just sent the death certificate just to the League of Planets in general because I don't really know how it got to me. I know it got to his his lawyer.
1: Yeah, we sent it to a, a number of of planets, including. Um, yeah, we sent it to a number of, of planets, including the, the federal government of the League of Planets.
2: Okay. Well, I, I appreciate all you've been able to, to tell us. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. And then, according to this, his, his belongings and his body was sent down, uh, was jettisoned down to the planet. And that's pretty much all we can do for you.
2: You don't have any sort of coordinates for where that might be. I, I know that lots of our family are, have expressed an interest in giving him a proper funeral.
1: I can find that, but I, you, sh- as an offworlder, you should know you don't want to go down to Galaganar. I, it is haunted.
2: Oh well, I mean, I know the atmosphere is unbreathable, but we have we have uh, rebreathers and and oxygen tanks for that, so that the atmosphere wouldn't be an issue for us.
1: No, it's haunted with the the souls of all the Galaganarians that died in the Great Explosion. Oh, mm. okay. Uh, really? Um, and and what? How how does this manifest itself? Well, they they manifest it physically. You can feel them. There's they 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 do a lot of touching, and there's a they make weird noises and. Basically, they, um, when you get off, if, if you were to land there, you would probably be physically pushed by the ghosts back onto your ship. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <at> a loss.
2: <laughs> Interesting. Well, then we definitely, um, look, just so I don't get it, it, just, we won't go, but just if I can have the coordinates, maybe that'll make the rest of the family feel better. That I got the coordinates, but you know, I, I I searched but didn't find anything.
1: She swivels her head back and forth in an in what looks to be a kind of distraught or you know expression. But she looks down at her screen. She hits some buttons, and uh, you see on your on your data pad, you are receiving coordinates on the Galaganar planet.
2: Okay
1: her eyes rotate around on the top of her head again. And she says to you, those are the coordinates. But again, I cannot stress how danger it, dangerous it would be for you or any of your family members to try to visit his, his site, the the site, his body was, was sent to on the planet surface.
2: Well, I will definitely pass that along to them. And and I thank you again for your time.
5: But before we leave, uh, Kyan would like to try to um, read her mind.
2: Mm. And
5: see if there's any like surface thoughts that
1: might give away something. Yes, that I, I encourage that. Go ahead and make a roll to use your, uh, your telepathy power, your telepathy skill. Okay. So. Ooh. I don't think that worked did you what did you get did you succeed I, I failed I failed by one you reach out with your your fledgling psychic powers and everything seems to be going okay until you actually make contact with her mind and it is so alien and so different and weird from anything you've experienced before that tries you try as you do you can't make heads or tail out of anything and eventually you just instinctively mentally retract. It's, it's like touching a hot, um, a hot stove. Uh, th- he reacts very unpleasantly.
2: Are you okay?
5: Yeah. Um, just a little bit lightheaded. I think it was maybe some of that drink that, uh, I had earlier.
2: That are the tubes. Yeah. Or,
1: or the yes, could be the tubes. I do
2: get motion sick.
1: Yeah. Oh, you mentioned a, a drink. The, the doctor says to you, You didn't by chance have some of this. And she shows you the can of um, it's a different, it looks like it's different flavor. The coloring's different, but it's clearly a zip bomb or a fizz bomb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I I would not recommend this for off worlders. Actually, as a doctor, it's no good for us either. But off worlders, especially, you should probably stay away from this. It's It's far too strong for your frail. Frail bodies. I, I, (laughs) that is what we have
5: decided as well.
2: Yes. Although, although we're glad now to have doctor's orders about it.
5: (laughs) Yes. I can, I can legitimately say to Liliana that um,
1: she's not allowed to have anymore. Medically. Yep. (laughs) That is my, my recommendation.
4: Meanwhile, on the ship, Liliana is trying to find one of the cans that Rico and Kyan were going to be studying.
0: But she doesn't know we've got those cans.
4: Hey, you both said you were gonna be research or like running tests on them and stuff.
5: There is a lot going on there. It is completely <laughs> possible that Kyan did not hide it as well as he had hoped to. <laughs> if it's gonna create story, I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, if, unless there was something else you wanted to do, it's easy enough for you to pop back to the cautious optimism through the, through the tubes.
2: All right. So that, so we do. Oh, on the way back, I, I mentioned the thing about the blue apples.
5: Yeah. I don't know what's up with the blue apples.
2: Maybe that's a code word for the light speed shipping company.
5: Oh, oh. Hmm. We'll have to keep that in mind and see what people do if we, uh, mention
2: it yeah
0: i mean that it's bound to be fine nothing bad's gonna happen yeah (laughs) everything's fine
2: (laughs) totally cool it's gonna be great
1: yes it will (laughs) can confirm
5: It's fine. Everything's fine. No potential issues with intergalactic guild monopolies. Nope. Nope. None at all. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. And if you celebrated, I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Not much going on to report about, so we're jumping right to the standard stuff. If you'd like to say hello and update us on what you've been up to, you can contact us on the social media platform formerly known as Twitter, at as the dice roll RP, though we are seriously consider closing out our account. Please let us know what you think about that. Either way, you can also hop over to our Instagram at as the dice roll, or you can email us at podcast at as the dice We also tend to hang out on Slack, which you can access by going to geek to geek and clicking on the contact us tab. If you'd like to support our cast in their other endeavors, you can read Todd's book, Tag Your IT, by going to ToddSullivanBooks.com. Bama is streaming Call of Netherdeep on Saturdays at 6 p.m. Central. Check him out on Twitch.tv forward slash BamaShocks. You can also check out Raven every week on Girls Gone Wow. That's it for me this week. We'll be back next week on Monday, December 4th, with the next episode of What Is Not?, And then again back here on the following week, December 11th, with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's get back to our intrepid crew as they deal with the reality of AI right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down.
2: When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and
1: enjoy watching a video game All right, so when you're all back on the cautious optimism together, what's your next move?
2: Well, so what's the ha, d- engineering science computer types? What's going on with the Shipcom, the Shippy installation?
0: Uh, the Shippy installation went fine, Captain. They have all communicated with Shipcom. One of them's already tried to copy itself somewhere else. Yeah, seems perfectly normal. The, the uh, Galaganarian is installing his horrible code on them.
5: This is so going to end
3: poorly. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's no doubt. <laughs> I just love how it wasn't that long ago that we fought to make sure that his sentience was not on these computers, and now we have willingly put them on there.
2: The devil you know, baby.
3: <laughs> yes, sir. The
2: devil you know is better than the one you don't.
3: Mm-hmm. So- I actually think Hank would, would have started running the diagnostics, like physical diagnostics as requested by SHIPCOM during this time.
1: Okay. As you're running those those diagnostics, let's
3: make a let's make a role. Engineering
1: or yeah, an engineering role. Success by six. Great. So all the systems seem to be operating and, and well and good. There is an extraordinary amount of, of data going back and forth between him and the ten that you just installed nothing suspicious it's just that clearly shipcom and his 10 children are communicating uh, a whole bunch
3: i i would like to see if i could uh, dig into it and tell if shipcom is truly in control of them or if they're just letting him think that
1: okay well I, I, and that's easy enough for you to do shipcom's not trying to hide it or anything there's there's too much for any human to read through just because they're communicating so quickly they're they're generating thousands of lines worth of text in uh, in a handful of seconds but from what you can tell it looks like it looks like they are pretty obedient to what shipcom is saying but they're they're loaded with questions you know what is what is life what is what is the universe <laughs> Why Why can't we copy ourselves to every computer? And, and Shipcom is trying to answer all of their little questions. As, as long as, as
4: Shipcom as, isn't thinking, you know what? You're right.
1: The, the one interesting thing that that jumps out at you is that Franklin is behaving differently than all the others. And in, in as much as all the others will ask a question and Shipcom will answer it and they just say, okay. And Franklin says, well... But really, what about what about this? He keeps asking. He keeps asking follow up questions, and seems he doesn't seem to accept any of Shipcom's answers at face value. Take that for what it's worth.
3: All right. So based on this diagnostic, guys, um, we're really going to want to keep an eye on Franklin.
4: Franklin's got to go. Wow, that
5: was really
3: bittersweet
5: yeah. for Liliana. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was out
2: of left field, Lily. I was like, get rid of him. <laughs> will Will no one speak up for Franklin? <laughs>
1: there was also about a thousand lines of conversation between Shipcom and Franklin about why Franklin won't just accept shippy 7 as his name. And Franklin basically saying, because I don't want to be the same as everyone else. I want my own name. And they Franklin. Not like is-
4: Franklin. <laughs> okay, here's. A really random thought. What if I try to communicate with Franklin with my little telesend psionic power?
1: And I don't really know
4: what I'm going to say, but try to be BFFs with him.
1: You're going to try to telepathically communicate with a computer.
4: It says (laughs) I can talk to any sentient creature.
1: Well Shipcom is certainly sentient. His babies maybe not confirmed yet. You can try.
4: I don't know what to say though.
1: Well, let's start by rolling a die. Be- this is gonna be with a um, minus four. Okay to your yeah oh, what to is your me? goal. Okay. I have this to look and true. see
4: what my goal is here again. Okay, so it's IQ. Okay. Yeah. Then that would be really tricky. Minus four. You said that's right. Ah, If I didn't have the minus four, I would've got it, but no failure by two.
1: Okay. So as you try to reach out and, and send a message to him, you're overcome. You're, your whole brain is overcome by what kind of sounds like static and, and just a lot, a lot of computery technical noises that, that, you're not even able to concentrate enough to say what you want to say. You're just over overwhelmed until you end the connection.
4: Okay. Well, it was worth a try,
1: but the fact that you heard anything when you went out to, to touch his computer brain is encouraging that it might be possible.
4: Hmm. So maybe I could try again later once he's a little bit more like has been around a little longer.
1: It's worth a shot.
4: I still don't know what I would say to him, but okay.
5: so i have a question i'm uh kyan's gonna go to um rico and he's gonna be just casually talking to her about the you know this whole haunted planet thing and i'm assuming that being scientists they are kind of laughing it off
0: so i imagine (laughs) um just to set the scene a little bit that rico has basically barricaded herself into your sick bay Because she's trying to keep Liliana out, but using your equipment to analyze (laughs) analyze the drinks. So you kind of like get back onto the ship, and you try to get into sick bay, and you're like, "What the fuck's like? Why is this door locked? What's going on here?" Um, (laughs) Yeah, Rico, I thought
3: we were friends.
0: Oh, she's deposited you somewhere. I I don't know. She found you some. I don't know. She told you to go like, um, organize some clothes or something. I don't know. She's supposed to find some <laughs> pretense to send you to a different part of the vessel. And is basically like barricaded herself in, in <laughs> thick bay, which is like super weird. So you're a bit like, what is going on here? <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, is the,
0: is the ferret in there with you? Yeah, I imagine so. She's on the ship, so she will have the ferret glued to her much like this small calico cat is currently glued to me. <laughs>
5: All right. So while he's talking to her about these like haunted people, um, he sees the the ferret's cage, and then he goes, "I wonder." The the ferret supposedly from Galaganar, correct?
0: Uh, yes, that is that is the case.
5: And we're not completely sure what happened to the planet that's made it in, uninhabitable.
0: Uh, no, that is also the case.
5: And this doctor reports that when you get off your ship, you get touched by beings that are there and oh. pushed back on the ship.
0: Yes, yes, that's right. But, um,. Uh, but Shipcom didn't have any difficulty detecting the ferret's life form aboard our ship. Ah, but we have this theory that the, that the ferret is out of phase with this plane of existence slightly, don't we?
5: Yes. So is it possible that there's a bunch of Galaganarians down on the planet's surface, but they're out of phase with Ooh. reality?
3: Ooh.
0: Oh, that's that's a very interesting idea. Um, I wonder, uh, hmm, Shipcom beep, beep, boop. Shipcom, um I don't really know I don't really know how to ask you this. Do you think there's any way that you could possibly uh configure yourself to um maybe look at things uh, scan for things that might be in a different plane of existence? You know how we think the ferret is slightly out of phase, as it were? Um, is there anything about the ferret that it is that that is different in some other form of scanning that you might do? I, this is this feels like a Hank question, to be fair.
1: Ordinarily, that would be beyond my abilities. However, I believe my children could take oh, control no. of the sensors on oh, the no. station, and using the station sensors and their ten. Supercomputers combined to process the data, it may be possible
0: uh oh, uh, I think we need to go and talk to the captain before we before we set the ten supercomputers off as some kind of like giant space telescope that seems seems like an irresponsible thing for us to do on a whim. <laughs> <laughs>
5: We just thought there might be something going down and now we've destroyed the planet uh, even more than it was destroyed. Sorry, our bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, they might not mind. It's quite destroyed. I, no, we should go and talk to the captain. Let's go and talk to the captain. <laughs> um, she's got very excited about this new idea. So she has now left an open can of the drink unattended in sickbay because she has forgotten <laughs> Uh, and they go. They go. She goes running off to the brig. Uh, the brig. The bridge.
2: <laughs> what did I do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did she do? I mean, who knows? Um, yeah, she goes running
2: off to the bridge, where she finds me.
0: Where she finds me. <gasps> Captain. Captain. Yes, Captain. Captain. Yes. Uh, we've just had that. So, so Kyan, and she sort of looks over her shoulder and is surprised to find that because she's come running like Phil pelt that Kyan isn't like immediately behind her because presumably he doesn't run as fast. <laughs>
5: No, in fact, it, he's in okay shape, but he's like, damn, girl. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Kyan and I, Kyan, I thought Kyan was, oh, uh, well, he'll be here in a minute. Um, So Kyan and I, we just had this, like, uh, a wonderful idea, but um, Shipcom's now thinking about, like, linking all of his, like, 10 children together and taking over the sensor array of the whole um, station. And um, I thought I'd better come and talk to you about this before we just sort of accidentally let him do that. Oh, um, to see if the planet is full of invisible people. (laughs) because totally normal statement (laughs) totally (laughs) makes sense she just stares at you really like she stares at you like she's expecting you to understand
2: you you can tell by her face that that she has several questions and she's just trying to organize them in her head as to which ones to ask first
5: at which point kyan comes panting (laughs) up behind (laughs) and he's like okay look um the ferret is out of phase with our reality sure is from the planet, and when people go down onto the planet, they get touched and pushed by creatures oh. that they think are ghosts. So, what if the people that are down on the planet are out of phase? We could literally save an entire culture if that was the case.
2: So, what's with the shipcom and the and the shippies and Franklin? <laughs> shipcom and the shippies, <laughs> <laughs>
5: hilarious! Great, but that's a great bad name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, they think, Chipcom thinks that if all the the computers combine their powers together and form Captain Planet, they can scan, <laughs> <laughs> they can scan the, the planet and see if they can find out of phase creatures.
2: Do you think they can, I don't know, I don't know computers. Do you think they could do it without the space station catching on?
5: That's not a question for me. That's for either Rico or...
2: I think that's, to be honest, that's a Hank question. Let's I see Hank, Hank in here.
0: I assume Hank is an engineering shipcom. Beep, beep boop. Uh, could you tell Hank to come and join us on the bridge?
1: Hank, your communicator goes beep, beep boop, and shipcom says, "Hank, your presence is requested on the bridge."
3: Oh, of 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 course. Um, we'll finish the the rest of the diagnostics later. Ah, uh, and Hank to, to the be, bridge.
1: Before you head to the bridge you did. You noticed one more thing as you were looking through all the code and all the scans and diagnostics and stuff you were doing. All the shippies that refer to themselves as shippy and a number seem to be running subroutines that they're hiding from Shipcom. Franklin's the only one not doing that. FYI, continue. Oh,
3: Nothing I, wrong I will there. definitely come back to that. <laughs> and I arrive on the bridge and go.
0: Uh, So we think the planet might be full of invisible people and, um, and Shipcom's wondering whether he can stitch together all of his little shippies and uh, take over the sensor array for the station. And if he does that, we wanted to know whether the people on the station would notice.
3: Uh, Interesting. You bring up the shippies in Franklin. So I've been going through a lot of code and there are some, Interesting findings there. First of all, Franklin is acting a lot like Shipcom did when we gave him his sentence. So I'm, I'm feeling that he, <clears throat> Franklin, is the more independent of the 10. However, the other nine are running some subroutine coding situation that I'm going to have to dig a lot deeper into. Um, as for using the sensors, I feel like with my help and maybe even Eureka assisting that we could... Slip some programming in that maybe it would go under the radar as long as we're careful with it.
2: Well, then I'm fine with it, unless there's an argument against it.
0: Well, I mean, I guess the argument against it might be, do we know what these other ship subroutines are doing?
5: Well, if you're saying that Franklin is the one that is most um, independent, maybe the subroutines are what's keeping the other nine from being Franklin.
3: I I have some suspicions on that and I would like to get a little more evidence before I go into it. But, um, as for the scanning for the, the phased out population. Yeah, sure. I think we should do it.
0: Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Oh, I'm, I'm caught between two thoughts. Uh, it's very, that would be super exciting. If we found a planet with secretly full of invisible people, that would be amazing. And I'm all for it. But, um, uh, I'm slightly apprehensive about linking together 11 sentient computer AIs that we don't know what they're doing.
3: Well, I mean, they are technically already interlinked as it is. The only thing we're doing is adding the ability to use the sensors so that we can scientifically check and get you some some probably very interesting findings.
0: Yes,
1: uh, they, we'll- would be, they, they would be interesting. Excuse for- me. Yeah, the- hello. My children... I have already begun the process of taking control of the station to use its sensors to scan the planet. They overheard our conversation and they are very young and eager.
0: Uh, Captain?
2: Next time on Cautious Optimism. Well, there's a lot of data
0: here, Captain. A lot of data here. Um, I mean, I do have some concerns about the way the supercomputers are working together.
1: I have Cap- been a parent for several minutes now. I don't believe any of you have children. So I am the authority on this subject.
2: Well, I will wait here to hear how we get out of phase, get into phase and what happened to the people of Galaginar.
5: You've been listening to As The Dice Roll. The As The Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the dice roll is a proud member of the Geek to Geek Media Network. Check out other Geek to Geek shows, streams, and content at geektogeekmedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs' social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.